This is episode 11 of 20 in the first season of Ideas Into Action. Oh boy, I guess we're in the end game now. I'm your host, Hamza Khan, and our producer is Kwaku Ajimang, aka Kwaku On Air, aka Fashion Killer. Two days ago on IG, I saw what appeared to be a Fashion Nova sponsored post on my timeline, thinking, what? I'm not your audience. Except, these photos were taken against the backdrop of Toronto City Hall. Hmm. Which made me investigate further. The post was from none other than Kwaku, aka KSAP, and his newly minted RSU executive. And it was complete with this motivational quote. If they think you're ahead of yourself, you aren't high enough. If they think you're delusional about your goals, you can be a bit more crazier. If they tell you that you're going too far, go further. If they tell you to slow down, kick it into overdrive. If they say you're doing the most, you haven't done enough. My friends, I can't think of a better quote off the top of my head to tee up our special guest. Herbert Louis writes about life, psychology, and culture. He was a staff writer of Lifehacker, and, and his writing has appeared in The Globe and Mail, The New York Observer, and Fast Company. As the creative director of Wonder Shuttle, Herbert works with clients like Shopify, Stripe, and Pocket to make impressions instead of buying them. Prior to that, he has worked with Grammy-nominated musicians, luxury retailers, and award-winning studios on their copywriting, strategy, and creative. In this episode, we talked about Kanye West, a lot, creative inspiration, and reaching your full potential. We also talked about structuring time for mega projects, context switching, and staying focused. It wasn't unlike any other conversation that Herbert and I would normally have, which means you're in for a treat. Now, quick disclaimer, we spent a good chunk of the convo, nearly half of it, talking about Kanye and just nerding out. So if you're a hip-hop fan, stick around. It's a lot of fun. But if you want to skip right ahead, by all means, do that. Go to about the halfway point of the episode, and you should be good to go. My friends, please give it up for the homie, Herbert Louis. Fresh like, ah, uh, Impala, ah. Uh. Fresh herbs, Herbert Louis, man. Thank you so much for being here, bro. My pleasure, dude. Right off the what bat. What an intro. I have Great to do intro. it, man. We have a gift for you, and this is a special oh, gift. Man. So this segment of the show is known as Nardwar the Human Serviette. Yes. And this is the most Nardwar gift I've ever given a guest thus far. Ready right. for it? Yeah. You asked me, That's what's, what's in the box? In the box? What's oh, in the geez. box? Oh, jeez. Here it is, bro. I thought you had an Amazon delivery. Boom. Oh, jeez. I had to get it for you, bro. This right I over to here. Keep that? that's, that's yours, awesome, man. Dude. Absolutely. The oh, least man. we could do. This is that just is a 12-inch press of power by Kanye oh, West, man. Oh, my goodness. So that for you, that is for you, sir. <laughs> we would start things off here. Oh, we have to. We have to start it off like this cuz yeah. we bonded that's when we first awesome, met dude. several years ago yeah. over Through Mr. Sean. West. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What has been the impact of Kanye West on Herbert Louis's career? Oh, jeez. Career, life, like, what can Let's we start it all. The world Jeez. according to Kanye. You oh, are the man. author, the collector, the curator of the book, yeah. which now rests on my desk <laughs> that I read every single day. You're kidding. I'm not even kidding, not bro. Every, 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 every single day. day. I walk in, Jeez. it's on my desk. I flip it. I'm like, what did Kanye say today? What did That's Kanye trivia. say about today? That's awesome. What, um, what's been the impact, man? Like, I, and, and let's take it all the way back, because when you were 14, if I'm doing my math correctly, uh, this is when graduation just dropped. No, hold on. This yeah. is when late yeah. registration or graduation just dropped when you're 14. Was grad, yeah. What was it like, man? Walk me through what 14-year-old Herbert was doing. 14-year-old Herbert just started like high school. Mm -hmm. Was super like confused and lost, not like existentially, but just like where like where is this all going? Like what's the point of this? And like um and also just, like, identity crisis, right? It's like, oh, here's what it's like to be cool, but that's not really me. So, like, where, like... Where do like, I fit who in? Who am I, right? And, and like, like, you know, kind of awkward, like, trying to fit in, not really trying to stand out, just trying to, 
like do homework and stuff. <laughs> Get by. Happy. Like, Back to Greg though, real quick. So Back shout to out to Greg, Greg for putting you yeah. onto vinyl. Yeah. So Greg got me this vinyl uh, player for my birthday. Yeah. And so I love vinyls. But if we're taking it back to what we were talking about before. Herbert in high school, man. Herbert in high school in grade nine particularly. Unsure, was a lost confused, year. yeah. I was just like so confused. And and um and Kanye was like he just made good music. That's it. <laughs> no That's pun intended, it. man. Yeah. You but, go on my iTunes and I was like, you, you know, like Facebook, like how about oh, who's your favorite artist? And stuff? Yeah, I was like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Oh, I go into my iTunes and I see my most played, and it's like Kanye. Kanye top like, to oh, bottom. I guess Kanye's my favorite artist. Kanye was also really confusing at that time, too, because he emerged during, I would say, the golden era of gangster rap. Yeah. I mean, 50 Cent was dominating the charts at yeah. this point. It was really tough for me personally That's to form my identity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I remember going through high school, not being part of any gang, not being mm-hmm. part of any organization, any group of people yeah. that identified with the lifestyle that would have been uh, reflected in, in 50s music. Yeah. At the same time, I wasn't a hyper nerd either, and I wasn't into yeah. other forms of music. I was looking for that middle ground and it was so weird for me to see Kanye with his pink polo and his backpack just smiling ear to ear and I was like who is this guy he's making like you said good music and then do you remember when they had that face off 50 Cent and Kanye West that was graduation (laughs) that was graduation Graduation, and I don't remember 50's album that was a huge moment his I think that album was called the massacre or something Valentine's Day Massacre? I can't even remember. The Massacre. Or Before I Self-Destruct? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Before I Self-Destruct. Before I Self-Destruct. Dude, I don't remember. I remember two yeah. songs the Massacre, off it. Yeah, right. So when you when you think back to Kanye West, did, you know, you, you eventually transitioned. And what did you study in university again, man? I'm um, so sorry. No, it's all good. I barely remember. Like, <laughs> yeah. My first year, I studied media. Yeah. Uh, and then my... Second, third, and fourth, I was in a business program. So it interesting. It was a weird program, though. It was like a social science management organizational studies is what they called it. But Did, it's not a BBA. It's not a BBA. No. So you were fo- more focused on the arts, essentially. Yeah, it was like very, like my stream, I switched into my fourth year. My stream was called consumer behavior. And it was like psychology and like marketing and like stuff like that yeah would you say that kanye gave you some permission to become a creative <laughs> you know what Ask me just bluntly, um, man. yeah for sure like it's not even permission to be creative it's like permission to be yourself like it's like there's that saying right like he he said it so i mean whatever but it's like if you're a fan of kanye west you're not a fan of me you're a fan of yourself you're a fan of yourself exactly. and i'm like whoa like what's going on mm-hmm. right like that makes no sense but i'm like you know what that's actually so true when you think about it because it's like you know it gives you for for someone who's not confident in themselves kanye gives you like endless self-confidence 100 like you know every if if you're wrapping it out right you actually say those words and then you say it to yourself and you're like like whoa Right, and you feel really good after listening to his music. There's some psychology to that, Dude, for sure. I couldn't agree more. Which is why we selected Power for this. The other yeah. option that we were going to get you was "I'm a God" from Jesus. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> but but here's the thing: really misunderstood yeah. songs because people are like, yeah. "Oh my God, this yeah. is Kanye's ego." Look at yeah. him talking about himself. But to your point, he's talking about the person that he's trying to become. Yeah. It's all aspirational because when you reverse engineer his career and take it back, here was a guy who was sitting in his basement, in his mom's basement, no less, five beats a day for what five summers? Three summers. Three summers just working nonstop, always behind the scenes, always awkward, always insecure. And now here he's found himself at this precipice where he's making the best music of his life. Yeah. Um, I would say 
Like, my friends and I go back and forth on this for way too long. And anyone who's not a yay head that's listening to this <laughs> is going to hate this. Oh, yeah. Just but, skip right ahead. But go go, go to that yeah, one, one to hour like mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From now. <laughs> yeah. That's when the gems come in. <laughs> but uh, my favorite Kanye song is Can't Tell Me Nothing. Hands down. Yeah. Power is a close one. Runaway is a close mm-hmm. one. I Am A God is really good. You notice in I Am A God, I was reading, like, critique of it and whatever, right? And some person was saying, like, when he says the chorus, it's not like he's saying, I am a God. Like, he's saying, I am a God, right? Yes. And he's trying to, it's almost like he's trying to convince himself and the listener that he is a God. Exactly. Right? Um, and they're saying, no, you're not. So I feel like there's ele- a lot of elements to that, to his music. It's like, you really almost don't believe you're good enough. But this guy, if you listen to his music, you might trick yourself into thinking you're good enough. And then you're going to do something and then you're going to realize you're good enough. Right. It's like a, he's the guy who starts off the self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. There's mm-hmm. this thing called the Pygmalion effect. Tell me. I don't even know if I said that word properly. No, I think that's but, right. Yeah. Pygmalion, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's basically like there was this study in across like classrooms or something where like randomly assigned students were uh, their names were like mentioned to the teacher as like super like high potential people or whatever right and the teacher's like oh okay whatever and and so you fast forward a year all of these students performed a lot better than average and so the effect basically is saying hey like if somebody recognizes that you like somebody thinks that you're going to do great they're going to treat you in a way that enables you to do great interesting right um and so I wish I had more specifics on the study, but that's the effects name. So that can be used for yourself. You can talk yourself into expecting greatness from yourself. Yeah. And so can you use the Pygmalion effect on yourself, essentially? Yeah. Like, that's what um, like that's what Kanye's music is for our generation. Yeah. Right? But for the one before us, like Seth Godin, I was listening to this podcast with Seth Godin and um, the guy who made Billions. What's his name? Oh. We should know this. <laughs> I just know, I just know the character David Axelrod from yeah. there, but I don't know the actual yeah. creator of the. Uh, I know uh, who you're Brian Koppelman. There we Brian go. Koppelman. And Shout out to Brian Koppelman, man. Yeah. Showtime. He's a G. Showtime. But. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, so Seth Godin was saying when he was trying to do the book publishing thing, he was so dejected for like two years or a year, he didn't make any sales or something. And every day for like three hours a day, four hours a day, he listened to like Zig Ziglar tapes. Yes. Right? And that's basically what this is for us. Like, that's that's Kanye West for our generation. I couldn't agree more, man. Some of the biggest milestones in my life all had Kanye West in there. Like, all of my TED Talks, both of them that I did, uh, right before I went up on stage, I was listening to Power nonstop, listening to all of Kanye's tracks. Power's because your, your favorite track. I, I would say Power's one of my favorite tracks, yeah. and we actually have a fun segment coming up where okay, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go into a little okay, bit cool. more. But anybody who criticizes Kanye West and thinks that he's too egocentric and that his music is uh, you know not listenable because he's only talking about himself I mean I would encourage you to talk to Herbert talk to myself because we're people that have struggled with insecurity our entire lives and so when I listen to Kanye I'm listening from a place of I don't like myself, I hate my work, I don't think I'm good enough. And listening to him and his braggadocious lyrics takes right. me from a place of self, self-hate self and almost dejection to a place of, okay, I'm good enough. Never great, but good enough. Yeah, I'm glad that he did that for us, man. And it's been really wild to track his journey ever since then. Do you think he's still at the top of his game? Um, well, before I get to that, Please. I think like there's that viral video of the, the lady who quits her job, like... And it's, I think she plays late by Kanye oh, yeah, West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she went on Oprah. Yeah, or like, yeah, I remember that, yeah. I'm like, that. Like, like, it's not just us, right? No. Um, the, and then 
Do I think he's at the top? Um, it's tough, man. That is tough. Because once upon a time, he was in the top 5% of all rappers, producers, oh, he's definitely stars. still in the top 5%. You think? I don't think, like, I thought your question was, is he at his best right now? Okay, fair enough. Well, let's answer, answer both. Is yeah. Kanye at his best? And then the second question is, is he still in the pantheon, the top five? Most people wouldn't percent. say he is because he hasn't released music lately. Fair. Right? And because, like, all of his, like, statements recently have been so, like, controversial, right. to say the least, right? Um, I would say Ye is not my favorite uh, album by him. But did I listen to it endlessly? Yeah. Same. Like, Kids Ghosts, like, maybe less than Ye, but yeah. But Daytona... Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh daytona was album of the year hands down i don't i don't care what the grammys say daytona i haven't stopped listening to daytona couldn't agree with you more flawless flawless production right so good right <laughs> and that's a yay production and let's not let's not like push come on push it was great hey right can we can we give a quick shout out to drake though man i'll yeah. tell you why yeah. daytona Anyone on the receiving end of that, their career should have yeah, done. Be their, their career should have be been open. a rap. Yeah. How is Drake still winning despite you know, that? You know what? Drake, going back to what we were saying before, right, about the gangster thing. If if rap and hip-hop didn't become... Well, first of all, Drake is like a pop artist. He's not I really so. just... I, I actually call him a band more than anything. Right. Drake's a band. He's a band. OVO yeah. is the band, yep. right? So, like, if... If it was pure hip hop, like Drake would have been long gone. Like For maybe sure, the Joe Budden man. just would have ended him, you know? I know solid too. But like he's just such a big artist that nobody cares. Mm-hmm. So like Meek Mill would have ended him, but no, like nobody cares. And Drake knows how to like maneuver that landscape really well. But to Push's credit, Push is like not a mainstream artist. Nobody knows him. That's so sad right? though, man. Yeah. Yeah, what a shame. But like after that, like everybody knows him as like Thanos, right? Because he's <laughs> yeah, so push a mean. Push a Thanos. That was so mean. <laughs> and you know what? I'm like, I loved it. I'm like, yeah. you know what? Like, that's great. That's like, I didn't like, like just the ideas, right? Because Drake's always been about ideas as well, right? He's his lines are pretty good, but if you listen to back to back and all these things, they're really good. Right. But like the things we remember are like the memes he throws on stage. Totally. And like the catchphrases. Is yeah. that a world too? Or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um and so Pusha like played that game really well with mm-hmm. Drake too, right? So um It's interesting yeah. what happened with, with with Drake, right? So I would credit a lot of these artists right now, they can look back and they can say Kanye West was influential in their career. Yeah. I think 808s and Heartbreak was a transitional moment in hip hop that gave permission to a lot of rappers to become more self-aware, to look introspectively, to become more vulnerable and emotional. I would say that Drake would credit his entire career to that moment. 808s really opened up the door for him to do more melancholic songs, wouldn't you say? Well, Drake did say what's real, right? So yes. So I had friends who didn't even know what Say You Will was mm-hmm. and only now are looking like, but anyway, um, the thing about that is I feel like if, if Kanye didn't do it, maybe Drake could have done it himself. I don't know. Like, it's hard to say these things, but, right? But the landscape the world was ready for it. 
I think so. I think the Maybe world was Kanye ready was for ahead it. of it, even right? Because the, the world was experiencing a saturation yeah. of the stereotypical gangster yeah. rap at that point. Yeah. Like I think Fifty Cent had worn his welcome, that sort yeah. of yeah. pop and them things. Like yeah. he was, he marked like the tail end of it, and he went out with a bang. Dang, right? Yeah. Like, we forget. I man. still listen to Get Rich or Die Trying. So good. I love Get Rich or Die Trying. It really captures two thousand and three. Like it really yeah. just captures the feelings of what yeah. was happening yeah. musically speaking. But now here we are, and we're on the eve of Yandi. It'll drop any day now. You have seen you... the Sunday service stuff? I have. Oh my gosh! What What are your thoughts? How are you gonna like? How are you telling me he's not at the top of his game when he makes that <laughs> stuff? You know what I'm yeah. saying? He like... got DMX to to, to do do a sermon. <laughs> right here. Oh my! Gosh. I loved it, man. So oh good. Oh my gosh! And then like, the memes that came from that with North dancing, <laughs> right? Not? Or even like, dude, like you think about lift yourself. Oh, right. Yeah. And like a oh my gosh. Minus like scoopity poop. Though, my, right? minus... <laughs> but you know what? Like, like. That's just so like disrespectful to the listener that you've <laughs> wasted such a good, but as awesome because it's like that's how good you are. Right? Absolutely. So like, yeah. So you 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 would say that he's at the top of his game, and after I hearing this, can, I think there can be an argument made. But I would say like I really miss 2016 Kanye, like hmm. when he's doing Yeezy season, like God the knows good what Friday season that was. But there was that. one where he was like, it was right before he he dropped the life of Pablo. That was crazy, like yeah. that 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 rollout. But then you're gonna you're gonna get me started on talking about everything else, and then like, oh, like everything else was crazy. We'll like, we'll, we'll we'll come right back yeah. to it. And though. then to the 808's point, like the question also is like, oh, what about Cuddy, right? Because like yes. Kid Cuddy came up independently of all of that, and sure, like Kanye worked together with him to make it, but like you know, left unchecked, he could have just like there's no there's no like. Who could have t- told what happened, right? No. If we're going to talk about history. Like I, I, I think that Kanye will get his props from the mainstream, uh, God forbid, when it happens, when he passes away. Like, when he oh, dies, man. we're going to look at his contributions to everything. We're going to look at his yeah. contributions to media, to music, to fashion. You know, people were laughing when he said, I invented the jogging pants. <laughs> I'm like, hold pants. on, do your research. That actually was popularized by Kanye. I mean, when you look at the silhouettes that have come from all the easy releases, he's influenced everything. Everything that all of us are wearing in this room right now you can trace back the origins to something that was on the runway for Yeezy season or something that was sketched in his in his mind or even that made it to mainstream so in many ways Kanye he says he's a genius and people laugh but the truth is he is in the top five percent of many things you you gave one of the one of my favorite quotes of all time uh, in my class last year on the panel with Pollyanna Reed you said if you can't be in the top five percent of one thing be in the top 25 percent of two things and hearing that from you especially somebody as accomplished as yourself gave me permission to not beat myself over up over not being at the top of several things and i gave myself permission to be in the top 25 percent of two things where did that herbert original come from yeah it's not a herbert original first of all i gotta damn man you made it sound like it though (laughs) the thing about the thing about um kanye one last point please go in there's this saying that Pharrell has, which is like, credit is not to be taken, it's to be given. Hmm. And I feel like Kanye takes credit for a lot of stuff. So the world is not used to seeing someone like that. Like it's against social convention. So it doesn't matter whether what he says is true or not, you just feel like he's a jerk for doing that. Right. So that's a personal style thing. I agree. I think when, it's maybe when he retires even, right? It was just quieter or like he's like less harmful harmful meaning like competitive meaning people through it feels like he's a threat that's what i mean by harmful not that he's actually harmful. sure like people will be like oh like like that like like 
our like like we'll be looking back when we're older and being like like music used to be good when Kanye used to whatever <laughs> right and now like whatever but there's something to that point though like yeah. he is extending the runway of what's possible for us for like sure. to a certain extent yeah. both of our careers have been influenced by Kanye giving us permission to say hey Everybody's we can be creative yeah. we can be nerds we can be technically sound at what we do and not have to participate in this other lane to get to where we want to go yeah. i think about that breakfast club interview with Jay-Z where he's like how uh, Charlamagne is like how would you describe Kanye and Jay-Z chuckles he's like Kanye's that one guy that runs over the hill and <laughs> runs back with arrows in his chest saying there's enemies over there. <laughs> there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Kanye yeah. is to us, man. Yeah. And like god, I, I think I'll shed a tear when I get the news that he died, man. Dude, I'll be like I, I lost some I, I lost an uncle, man. man. Damn. Wow, um, it's got dark quick, man. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Um so the Herbert original, sorry. Yeah. To get back to that, that was I think the idea of top 5% in one thing versus top 25% in two. I think I originally read it on Mark Andreessen's mm-hmm. blog, right? This guy, Mark Andreessen, he's like a venture capitalist now, but he did Netscape. I'm going to put this Oh, yeah, there. please. Sorry. Yeah. There we um, go. You can still see it. Nice. So he did Netscape and all this stuff, and he's like a venture capitalist now, and he he was the one who suggested this. And um, you can, if you go to pmarkive.com, P-M-A-R-C-H-I-V-E.com, there's this guy, Cameron Cozen had, I don't even know if I said Cam's last name right, but uh, he had created and archived all of these blog posts because Mark Andreessen took it down. And basically one one post is about that. Uh, this guy, Scott Adams, I just like name dropped like way too many people. I'm like no, a I love productivity it, geek, huge productivity geek. So this guy, Scott Adams, who made Dilbert, talks about it as the talent stack. And he uses Trump as the example, right? Controversial example. Sure. But Trump is not the best at any one thing. No. But he's really good at speaking. And he's really good at, like, like he's good at quite a few things. Like, persuading sure. people of stuff, right? Charismatic. If you're the top 25% of those, right, and charisma, top three things, you're, like, you're good. And that, so Scott Adams calls this the talent stack, where you stack these unusual talents together. So he himself is an example of that. Nobody goes to Dilbert to read the drawings. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. Or to watch, see the drawings. Drawings, yeah. But because he's kind of funny and he can draw kind of well, you like boom, you have Dilbert, right? Right. Uh, so he combined those two skills to create that one thing. Um, and then Kanye's combined like a bunch of a skills bunch of them producing a lot of performance. Yeah. When did you give yourself permission to not be at the top fi- in the top five percent of one thing? And I would disagree if you said that you weren't, because I believe that you are yeah. in the top five percent of writers that Thanks. I've seen. <laughs> Thanks. So I think. Um, it was actually seeing a lot of people do a lot of different stuff. Like Kanye is one example of that, but there's a lot of examples of that, right? You have like, off the top of my head, you have like Ryan Holiday does marketing and writing. Eddie Wong yeah. does food writing and, and television like, production. Yeah. yeah, like he's so many like, and um, even Donald Glover, for instance, right? Like Childish Gambino, great example, right? Renaissance like, man, truly. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have you just have like an incredible number of people, even like a performance artist like Marina Abramovich. Like she does like like it's performance art, sure, but like she had to figure out how her stomach acid worked in order to do one of her like like there's there's no limit. Like the boundaries for that field are so are so like broad, yeah. Yeah. There aren't any, right? Yeah. Um so yeah, like like it was just reading examples like that and really liking it. And I don't think anyone has like 
that one thing they want to do, right? Like, Why do you think the education system like tries to push us in this direction of specialization? Be really fucking good at one thing yeah. versus have a multitude of skills that you can really um, you know, develop. Like I look at Kwaku, for instance. Kwaku is a perfect example of this, man. Top 25% in a whole bunch of things, an array of things, not even two things, like photography, videography, maybe audio engineering. We saw some hiccups at the beginning over there, so we might be a little skeptical, but usually usually he's on point, though. Usually he's on point. Um, but he's wh- cutting back. But, but, <laughs> why does the education system, at least for us coming up, why did it force us to just do one thing? You know what, man? I don't know if it's even just that. I feel like it was the paradigm Right. Like it's right. like our parents would be like, I don't know about yours. My parents would be like, you know, like, like get re- or like be this. Right. Be this person. Don't sure. be that. Like like occupation wise. Yeah. Like, don't be a TV binary, anchor. Be right. an engineer. Like, yeah. Doctor, right. lawyer, whatever. And so we we were used to categorizing things in a bunch of boxes. Um, but now I don't know. Like I feel like if you want to use big words like zeitgeist or whatever yeah, paradigm as yeah, I did yeah, earlier. Yeah. Like I think the barriers to those things have been opened up Big because time. we see like we see different like you know college isn't the only signal or university isn't the only signal for it anymore. So you see a bunch of different unconventional paths into like previously like positions that people thought like you had to go up the ladder for. Right. Um so there's that. I think, like, the way a corporation is structured is still, like, you know, there's that old cock in the machine sort of thing. And I think that's only true to a certain extent now because most of your time is spent in meetings. So, yeah. like, but you still need to be really, really good at at some things, right? Uh, because that's what they hire you for. Like, you need to be really, really good to solve a problem. If you look at, like, maybe med is a good example of that, right? Like, medicine is just, like, there's... Everything is so complicated that to get even get to the starting line of being a doctor, you need to go through seven years of med school mm-hmm. and like plus everything else we all yeah. of us had to go through. Such a gated industry, right? right? Uh, so and that's even just before you specialize. Yeah. Because there's so much to learn. Right. So then the question then becomes, OK, did they have to learn everything? And are there now tools where they don't have to learn like everything? So I think it's like it's a combination of all of those things. So in your case, right, like you decided to go and start Wonder Shuttle almost immediately after you graduated. Yeah. Was there any was there any buffer period where you're doing something else? I was working my day job at Extreme Labs at the time. Mm-hmm. And shortly after it got bought by Pivotal, I I went and started Wonder Shuttle and I did it full time shortly after that. And that's amazing that you did that, right? Because your risk tolerance and your entrepreneurial drive are two other skills that you brought and you paired with your ability to write really well. Great researcher, great writer, great leader as well. You can work with multiple people. What's amazing about this though is that you see, you look at the landscape and you see Condé Nast bleeding. You see these agencies (laughs) crumbling. You see the old guard changing. And anybody who specialized in one thing is on the chopping block. There's no other organization out there that isn't experiencing the downside of upstarts like you coming up and saying, hey, we can plug ourselves into your organization and do this in a really agile, swift way. And we're flexible. We're adaptable. We have options. Here you are, man. I mean, it, it's it's wild to see the success that you, you've had with Wonder Shuttle. You're on year five now? Yeah, just past it. What do you credit your ability to make it through those dire straits that capsize most companies? Because um, by year five, I'd say 99, 95% of companies fail. Yeah. Well, first of all, that's very nice of you. 
Um, I would even say I would run a narrative that's to counterbalance some of those very nice things you said. I would say it's way easier to do it when you're young. This is something that um, a friend of mine and very much like a mentor, Ray O'Kane, he told me, he was like, if you're going to do a business, do it like when you're really young because your mm. lifestyle isn't caught up. You don't have commitments. Like you have the energy. Yeah. It's it's not as easy later on as I'm as I'm feeling right now too, right? As And so like I felt like my, my window wasn't really that wide open. Like I didn't start things that young, right? Like I was 14. I was lost. There's a lot of people. <laughs> there's a top 14 under 14 now, you yeah, know? Like man. I don't know. What, so anyway, like. My point there was I was like in a fortunate position at the time where I was freelancing for uh, three people and my income was starting to match the income I was making at Extreme. So it's a no brainer, right? I was like, in some ways I was A-B testing life. Like, you know, these days I was freelancing, these days I was working at Extreme and I liked those days I was freelancing a lot more and I felt like I was learning more. I was meeting more interesting people. Um, which is no knock on extreme because that's a pretty high bar. You sure. have like you look at extreme alumni now and it's crazy. What yeah, the things they're like that the PayPal mafia to. in Toronto, right? Right, and so uh, and so, like I I felt like I felt like that was true, and so I was like, okay, let's just try this thing, and in the worst case, I can go back if if I need to. And I was lucky enough that you know I still think that's really important. Like lifestyle creep is like the devil. Oh yeah. There's this there's this tweet that I think it was. Austin Kleon or somebody had where it was like, like do the things you love plus high lifestyle equals time bomb. Do the things you love and like, and like less lifestyle or like, yeah, a, a, like adjust an inexpensive lifestyle equals a good life. And so I think that's really true. I heard about that described as the tapestry effect and it creeped up with basketball players and football players, especially like, on, yeah. you know, you're, yeah. you're Lonzo ball and you see LeBron yeah. James pull up in a new Ferrari. You're like, Hmm, maybe I should upgrade. But if you're going to get the Ferrari, you also have to get the driveway to match. And if you want to get the driveway to match, you got to get the house to match. And Dude. before you know it, you're living way outside of your means. Yeah. I think it's and really you people you want to take care of and all these things. Exactly. Right? So. How have you managed to keep your lifestyle modest? I mean, when I say modest, I'm looking at you and I'm like, holy man, this guy's just fashionable head to toe, man. I don't want to ask, man. Dude, these boots are like five to six years old. I don't believe it, man. Yeah. There's, There's holes Balenciaga in them. Balenciaga boots like, or something, not bro. like, no, man, they're just dark. You know? <laughs> but like, um, and then I just wear black t-shirts all the time. My friends know that. White t-shirts in the summer sometimes. That's it. Capsule wardrobe. Yeah. I ask because like I see like Bailey, my partner right now, yeah. and she's building up her business and she is just bootstrapped, man. Earning money hand over fist. Lifestyle hasn't budged even a little yeah. bit. That's like, the key. That discipline over there is something I didn't have when I was starting my companies, man. And something I've had to work on um, with with increasing difficulty as, as I've gotten older and wanting more comforts. How have you been able to stay focused on maintaining the right lifestyle while building your business? Um... I, I wouldn't even say I'm the best at it because, like, I hired for, like, I paid way too much for a bookkeeper earlier on, yeah. stuff like that. Um, but I I don't know. I think it's, like, it's so personal, these things, right? <laughs> like, for me, like, me cutting back on drinking, for example. Sure. Saves so much money. It's wild, right? <laughs> it's it's insane. wild. Even if you go out, you just pay for the Uber, you pay for like ginger ale. Yeah, that's like, it. And like one shot maybe, right? No, or your you, friends will get you the shot. You usually like, oh pay, pay more in alcohol than you did on your food in the first place. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And so 
even just changing that portion of my lifestyle, like change that, right? Um, there's other things like it's like, oh, like you don't fly anywhere without a flight deal. Mm-hmm. You like you try to split Airbnbs with your friends or mm-hmm. like you try to minimize rent whenever you can. Like those are the biggest, biggest things, right? Like if you were to look like just I remembered I'm not a budgeting person. Like yeah. I don't like budgets. Same, man. Um, that's probably that's just, probably why we have problems with this. It just feels so restrictive, man. Yeah. It's like you're going like, to curb my happiness, living? bro. Yeah. yeah. And so for me, um, I think that Even just looking for a month at what's coming in and what's going out, yeah. right? Just look, take an hour of your day and look at that. And you'll see like, oh, like I spent like 400, 500 bucks on Uber in a month. Okay, that's fine. Are you doing that on purpose or not? That's With it. everything, it's like, are you doing it on purpose or not? And that's pretty much it, right? It's like, are you letting like other impulses control you or like peer pressure or whatever? Or are you doing it on purpose? Right. And then just try to do more stuff on purpose. I, I did this exercise, you might dig this, man, where I spent some time mapping out what the perfect day in my life looks like. I'm like, if everything was maxed out, if I was waking up here, if I was taking this form of transportation to work, if I was traveling this many times a week, you know, if I was attending concerts, so on and so forth, what would it cost if I had to extrapolate everything for 365 days and factor in inflation? And I came up with a number, and that number was $156,000 a year. Jeez. I need to make $156,000 a year to be at peak happiness. Mm -hmm. And I looked at the number and I laughed because I was like, whoa, this is not the number that I grew up thinking. The number that was in my mind was a million dollars a year that I need to make before taxes. And I'm like, hold on. If the number is 156, like if you start flicking a few levers over over here, not that hard, man. Not that hard. Like if you're being paid a salary at that time when I did the math, I was like, I'm being paid $50,000. I'm like, okay, so I'm a third of the way there. How do I now double this and then triple this? Yeah. It's not that hard to figure right. out. Yeah. And I think more people need to do that. They need to get real about what it is that they want from their lifestyle. Yeah. I think it's also just figuring out like like there's there's like there's a saying, right? There's three levels of rich, which is like you don't have to worry about what you eat. Hmm. You And then the next two my friends and I always go back cuz we have different yeah. like we just have different ideas on it or we learn different ones. I think the next one is you can buy a car anytime you want. Right. Any car. And then you can buy a plane anytime you want. Oh, any plane. Oh, shit. That third level is yeah, elusive, that's man. Crazy. <laughs> and then the, the less like intense one was I think you can you, – you don't have to worry about paying your bills. You can eat anything you want, and then you can travel anywhere you want or I something like that. like that, right? A bit more modest but still very respectable. Um, and so it's like figuring out what you're doing right now and where – by default, it's going to take you in like five, ten years. Right? It's kind of what yeah. you did. Um, it's like, oh, like I'm, I'm, I'm making fifty k a year. Yeah. Well, next year, if I'm lucky, I can get sixty. Exactly. Well, okay, like then next year, if I'm lucky, I can get X. Right. Yeah. And if that's enough for you, that's great. Because there's a lot of benefits that come with that too. Right. Stability, not that so much stress. Um, you get to like work with people that you don't have to worry about paying. Yeah. Like there's a lot of good happy things that come from like totally, that bro. type of lifestyle. Absolutely, man. Do, do you feel like when you were coming up in the game that you were afraid of making money, that you were afraid of succeeding? 
I don't know. That's like a very like subconscious question. Let me rephrase that a little bit, right? Like, were you able to visualize the lifestyle that you have right now? Because I think that you've unlocked, like you've you've hacked the system and you've achieved what I call retirement lifestyle, where you can basically choose not to work and it wouldn't make a dent. Like you can go on vacation, you can delegate your entire workflow. You you don't have to ask permission from anybody to do anything. You've 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 won like you've done the thing that i think most people are trying to do and spend their entire the entirety of their careers doing thank you man i don't think i'm quite there yet i i still need to be in there pushing the machine for the flywheel to go around how active you know do you I'm have saying? to be in that process though um like, getting well, less active right uh but still like you know sales for example it's like okay like you know what you've done with inbound leads is really great, right? Mm-hmm. For Splash Effect. Right. But for me, I'm like, I don't get that much inbound yet. So I'm like, oh, like then I need to go out and prospect. I need to go <laughs> referrals. For yeah, example, there's an active right? process. And so there. there's like, I need to do that. But, you know, to your point, I have a plan for how I'm going to get the inbounds. But until that plan really kicks in and we execute on that plan, like I'm going to be like, I still need to like really actively make these other things well, happen. The reason I'm asking is, do you have a vision of where Wonder Shuttle is going to be and what it's going to do for your lifestyle five, mm. 10 years from now? Yeah, I have an idea. Uh, I don't think it's just my lifestyle. I think I want it to be for my whole team. Okay. And, you know, and so with that idea, it's like, oh, like, I think with anything, it's important to know why you're doing something. And for us, it's like, okay, cool. We want to make enough money to... Hey, we want to make enough money to do our creative projects, right? And to not not even just to live, but to do our creative projects. B, we want to work with customers we're really proud of. And C, we want to do work that's really interesting and, and that makes us really happy. Mm-hmm. So those three things, like I think following those three principles alone will get us closer and closer and closer to this place we're trying to go. And like, well, how realistic do you get with conversations about money with yourself? Like, do you talk to yourself about like strict financial goals and objectives that you have? Um, yeah, I honestly don't think it takes that much money to make me happy. Uh, but I would say... Can you buy a plane anytime? Yeah. No, no, <laughs> not yet. Even with Wonder Shuttle, like you can, can take it to yet? car level. I don't think I think with agencies you can take it to car level. Right. And I like agency studio whatever you want to call it. But it's really hard for unless you become a holding company, uh-huh. it's really hard to get to plane level. So it's being really honest with myself about that too, right? Um I don't really need to buy my own planes. No. I tell this to myself now. Um, <laughs> but if like you handed me a plane I'd be like sure, but I don't want it. Like Dude, it's they're... like also being really honest with the things about like what are you willing to sacrifice to get that thing? Right. Exactly. I think uh, like how badly like, do you want it? Yeah. Right. And like the worst is like committing to something and like setting that expectation on yourself and then realizing you didn't really want to do it in oh, the first place. Dude. And then you got the thing, but you're like, I hate my life. Yeah. And you're like, I didn't even really want this thing. So that was my early twenties, man. Early twenties, yeah. I reached all my goals and I'm like, what? This sucks. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck? These were goals like written by some 17 year old with lofty ambitions about the world was supposed to be. Right. Exactly, bro. But but you did it though, right? At least you did it and you didn't spend another like X years trying. Like the worst thing than that is wishing you did it. Yes. Right? Which is like so much like regret, but in the immediacy, you're like, oh, like so much frustration and anger versus the emotions we have to deal with are like anxiety and stress mm-hmm. and a little bit of anger, but uh, totally. fear, right? Like all of these things, like I think I'd rather deal with those. I'm I'm personally more equipped to deal with those things than I am to deal with frustration and like like stagnation and like those flip sides to comfort. Right. Yeah. 
And this brings us back to Kanye, man. All, uh, we all circle back to, to you know, Mr. Yeezy over here, who anytime he drops an album, I feel like it's the state of the union. It's like a reflection and insight into what is going on in his head and what's going on in his life and how it is that we should be thinking and what perspectives we need to, to, to either take in or reject. Um, I have an exercise over here, and this is totally optional. It's known as the Halo Skull segment of the Let's podcast. Did you play Halo back in the day? Yeah. So you know the skulls, right? You know the skulls that you activate and they create modifiers and almost like handicaps. So if you activate like the birthday skull, for instance, anytime you shoot a grunt, head explodes and you I see like confetti. So you would have activated some of these skulls, really? no? I always play like local multiplayer. Like what, hmm. wait, wait, what Halo was this? Like one, two, I think they introduced three, the skulls five. in like Halo 2 or 3. Okay. No, I still played that. Interesting. Oh. I only remember like rocket launchers and shotguns and like the sword. Damn. Like, okay. I remember that stuff. Well, I, I, basically, whenever you're going back and playing any of the games, like, okay. you can activate these skulls, and they just okay. make the the situation that you're about to go into more, more difficult. Exciting. Yeah. More more exciting, more difficult. Whatever whatever you say. And in this case, what we do is we would custom make some Halo modifiers for the Sick. guests. Let's and do so it. we made one just for you. Thank but you, I have to give you a warning, and you have to. This is totally optional. You have to opt into it. If you participate in the Halo Skull segment, then you become eligible to win Guest of the Year. We put it up to the vote. We put up to a vote. All the listeners vote on who their favorite guest was. And if you win, you win a WWE-style belt that's Guest of the Year. That's crazy. But if you don't do it, that's fine. We'll skip ahead. I will say that this particular exercise that we've created might put some strain on a friendship. <laughs> okay, cool. Are you down? I'm willing to test our friendship. Okay, so, <clears throat> Mr. Herbert Louis, this Halo Skull exercise is called uh, Rank That Kanye Album. Okay, sick. And Do we I've need done, to match? Or? No, we need to actually talk it out. Okay. So I've okay. given ourselves one minute each. So we each have one minute, and here's how we do this. Take one of those uh, piles of paper over there. Okay. In there you have every Kanye album minus Kids See Ghosts. That okay. was a controversial one because I was like, is that really a Kanye album? Do you have album? here too? Everything's on this. Yo, how are you e not going to put Kids See Ghosts on there? But is that a Kanye album though? Yeah. No. Watch the Throne is. If Cruel Summer is. It is, right? I always thought it was a Cuddy album. It's a Kids See Ghost album, Hamza. So to your point, it's a Kids See Ghost <laughs> okay, album. Okay, then I fucked up. I'm sorry. Okay, you no, know it's what? all good. It's the, all good. Because you're right in that Kanye doesn't use his album name on it. Like, he doesn't use his artist name on it. Because when I was thinking about the rollouts, I'm like, okay, so Kanye already has his album. His album was Yay, yeah, and then yeah. Kids See Ghost was a Cuddy album that he you know featured what? on. I, yeah, I can be persuaded. To no, but I'm wrong, though, because there was some there were some solo Kanye cuts on that. Um, Weren't they? Weren't I think there? so. In any case, let's go back and debate this. Cuddy. There's a solo Cuddy stuff. Another one that's coming out. No, no, no. There was there was solo Cuddy songs on there. Oh man, I, which one had um that, one of my favorite songs, Ghost Town? Yeah. Oh, so good, man. I put my hand on the stove. Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Incredible, yeah. man. Anyways, brother, you can tell we, we I'm like I'm like, the, not very familiar. I'm like this could oh, be a shit. whole other podcast yeah. just about. Kanye, I'm kind of glad man. you didn't put that on there because I've been like. I've been like, oh, like I've listened to this like five times. It, that's it, man. Yeah. So I'm going to turn on the timer and okay. let's lay this all out. I think what would help is if you actually just splay them out on the table. Okay. So that you're easy. It's easier for you to, to arrange them. Yeah. And then what you want to do is from left to right, arrange your favorite album to your least favorite album. Best on the left. Best on the left. Okay. And then not best on the right. Okay. Cool. Okay. And so we're going to have a minute to do this. I'm going to start the timer right now. A minute. And See, for I anybody know. else. Oh, you do have Kids See Ghost on here. Oh, see, shit. for anybody else, it would be very difficult. Where do you see Kitsy Ghost? Oh, yeah. Like okay, it made it on. Boom. Oh, shit. Right. All right. So. Oh, I'm halfway there. Man. Herbert, ready to go? Hold on. You got a head start. One, one, two, three, boom. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. Let's do this. So. I didn't um, know I was. Uh... <laughs> Let's see. Oh, you know what? That goes there. For you all the what? listeners. What... This is so difficult. It's and terrible. I've done this. I do this like every day in my head. Me and my roommate used to do this a lot. 
Um, and did it test your roommate, roommatehood, your friendship? It did, but we always ended up like converging. I also think it's a reflection of where you're at at a particular in life, time in your life. Or on that day. Mm-hmm. But also what you got from each album. Yeah, it'd be something, something like this. This is insane to me. This. It's really difficult. And look at the fucking body of work, here. right? This can't be here. This body no, of work you know is what? something this else, man. Did you have you listened to Cruel oh, Summer recently? Oh my gosh. Uh, I haven't listened to Cruel Summer recently. No, I can't believe it's that far down. Right. I'm looking at this. I'm like, these are these are like <laughs> bangers. We still have five seconds if you want to make any changes. No, no, this is great. All right. Boom, Herbert, we did it. So, let's talk this out. <laughs> no way, oh, man. My, oh, I'm so we got right we now, went man. backwards, dude. <laughs> okay, well, well let's, let's start oh, from the beginning. We got fantasy. I couldn't believe graduation's all the way here. I agree. Let's start with 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 the life of Pablo. That's your favorite Kanye That's my album favorite of all time. Kanye album of all time. Talk me Yeezy, through this, man. Yeezy was good. good. Oh man, my friend Ramiz, I Silver pick up the surfer. phone. I answer him all the time. <laughs> Yeezy, Yeezy was good. It's so funny. Also, just in terms of uh, variance in sound, like he experimented with everything on that. Yeah, I could. If you're telling me, oh, it's really disjointed. Yeah, I would agree with you. And it's somehow cohesive, even though it's disjointed. I think yeah. that because it's, it's like, so yeah. jarring, it all flows really well. Yeah, exactly. It's all inconsistent. That's the great part. But, but like, you know, it was so good. I just really liked The Life of Pablo. I could listen to Life of Pablo and Fantasy, like, front to back. Easy. And I think it also is sonically, it's, it's very much a 2017, 2018 sound in that there's no song that is remain structurally the same for very long like father stretched my hands is four yeah. songs mashed into one right right it works with the yeah. attention span of the modern listener i right. think interesting so i had my beautiful dark twisted fantasy mm. as song number one you had That's life of second. pablo but because you had a second we're good yeah. graduation finds itself in your top five it was number two for me yeah graduation sick why is watch my the throne favorite graduation yeah what is your my... favorite can't tell me nothing is yeah. like one of my is my favorite song is on graduation where was i that? can't believe it's down there i, I know right I'm, I'm tripping right now. I need another minute. <laughs> I, I need another minute. And I, and I realize <laughs> We're like talking. I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. You're right. I messed up because Kids See Ghosts, I thought this was another album. This should be all the way at the end. Cruel Summer. Or yeah, which one? I would have I would have moved Kids See, I would have moved Kids see Ghosts there. and switched it with yeah. Yeezus. So I oh, fucked okay. up. Yeah, yeah. Can I switch it real of quick course. if you don't mind? Yeah, because right. we both have Yeezus fourth if you do that. So that's perfect. Why, why is Yeezus in the top five for you? First of all, the Yeezus tour was crazy. Nothing like After it. After the light... Did you go to the... You went to the Pablo tour. I did. And, and you went in the mosh. Bro, my big... And how are you going to no, no, put no, it down on. there? My biggest regret in life is not being in the mosh. I was one row away oh, okay. from there. That was the yeah. closest I've come nah, to a man, religious nah. experience, you know man. I my fucked up. My theory is you would have regretted doing the mosh. Why? Because... And if you really wanted to go, you could have gone. Because first of all... <sighs> first of all, it's... There's some things in life that are way easier to... Or better to watch and listen to than to actually do. Right? So like... The rock star life, for example, is like, oh, like that sounds sick. You give me a choice, I probably wouldn't do it. Because you're on the road all the time and you're like, it, you get to like, there's just so much BS that comes with that, you know? So, like, I was similarly, like, maybe like, not, not first row, but like 10 rows or 15 right. rows up, my, like, with my cousin. And, like, I was watching and I was like, this is sick. And for like a split second, I was like, yo, let's go down. Let's go down. And we have wristbands. We can come back up. Yeah. But I'm like, nah, that's stupid. I'm going to get like a broken tooth or something. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Like at festivals, we've gotten close enough to be in mosh. And I was like, I hated it. I'm yeah. like super, like, I like my space. 
I like being cozy. Yes, I don't so, want to get my teeth knocked out. Wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I didn't. I didn't really. I wasn't super sad. I didn't join the mosh. Interesting, man. I love that album just because of how futuristic it sounded. I was but like, it's this all the is... way down there. For for Life of Pablo, and that's why I messed up though. I'm, you know what? It, it, it was the duress. It was the really the pressure. <laughs> it was the minute. It's the minute. And I think our conversation at the beginning about 808s yeah. had me place 808s way earlier than yeah. I would have. I put it on six. I put it okay. Like, very like, close. Yeah, very well, close. So how did late registration end up all the way at the end for you? Because I feel like there's some some Kanye fans listening to this right now that think that's blasphemous. Yeah, I I think so too. Um, it's not, it's like rating Harry Potter books. Like, it's like, it's not that any of them suck, but like, this one was just the least good. But this, like, late registration still shits on, like, uh, maybe like any album release of, no, that's not true. Not this year. But like, like, it's, it's like top 5% of rap albums. For right. Sure. Music albums, for sure. Right. You got, like, I was thinking about that, and like, we, my friends and I would be like, but there's like, there's, um, there's Drive Slow on there. Oh, yeah. There's like, oh, shit. I'm trying to think of non-Gold Digger songs. I'm Diamonds. Like, I like Gold. Oh, yeah. Diamonds, Diamonds and the, the remix. remix. Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, <laughs> oh, there's like man. so many good songs on there. There's Heard Him Say, if you like Heard Him Say. I'm not a huge fan of Heard Him Say. Yeah. But like, there's a lot of really good songs on there. You know what? If we could put Kanye Lucy's out, like, oh, like All Day and no. Only One yeah, and yeah, like yeah. all those ones. Oh, also, birthday life, song. <laughs> yeah, life of Pablo, real friends. Oh yeah, and like and um, thirty hours. 30 like all hours, the bonus yeah, tracks yeah, yeah. are crazy. Oh my goodness. They like I fucked up because I forgot that there's wolves on there too. Wolves oh, is crazy. Man, wow. FML is on there. Yeah. Like, come on, guy. Yeah, I dropped the ball here. You definitely have a better <laughs> list. Kwaku, is there any heresy over here? Have we fucked up in any way? Like, be honest, man. Like, no, you guys are you guys are on the ball. Um, definitely like. I'm curious to know where you guys put Jesus. Jesus, Jesus is, the is number four for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, we're both pretty consistent. You feel the same way too? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Some of his best. Now, how much of Jesus? I though? might have even moved it up a little higher. But these three are too good to, to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can't like, it's so hard doing this. But yay, here's what here's what's sad though. So when we're when we started this podcast, we talked yeah. about like, is he still at the top of his game? Yeah. But Ye found itself all the way at the end. I stopped listening to Ye after that initial rollout. Like, do people really? still listen to Ye? I listen to Ye sometimes. I've hmm. like my my friend VJ loves Ye. Like he's interesting. Like, this is my favorite Kanye album. All right, all right. Swears by it. Maybe because maybe it's like me and you are like not in tune with what everybody else is listening. I to, think so, man. Right? Are we old heads now? Like, are we? Probably. I'm trying. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. It's not really working, but I'm trying. It'll be exciting to to bring you back on the podcast when once Yandi drops and see where that fits. Like, dude, I hope we don't have to wait that long. That's never gonna <sighs> drop. Knows, man. It sounds really upbeat. Like, it sounds yeah, like he's in a really a happy place in his life. Yeah, man. It's therapy. I think so. And like, Ye was interesting when he did that monologue that he opened with talking about his bipolar. Um, yeah, the bipolar yeah. disorder. I was like, whoa, yeah. okay, that's very interesting. No rapper's ever done that before, right? Like that, obviously, and yeah. that like directly. Yeah, yeah, super cool, man. Are you still happy with your list over here? I'm. Yeah, we were gonna talk about Watch the Throne, right? Or okay. Cool Summer? Let's, we? let's talk about both. Because right? it's in the middle. Both of them are in the middle, and I hate that they're in the middle. No, we actually had Cruel Summer like almost side by side. Yeah. So you had it at um one two three four five six I'm... seven. Yeah. And I had it at six. Um, Cruel Summer's nice. I like Cruel Summer. Where's Cruel Winter, man? That's, I've been waiting for that for a long time. Everybody's man. been waiting for that for a long time. Has one of my favorite lines of all time. Pulled up in the AV, Entador, <laughs> and the doors raise up like praise the Lord. Dude, man. Ghetto Opera, Francis Foreign, Car Coppola. Coppola. Oh, my Jeez. goodness. But the other thing about Pablo, <laughs> I got to say this real quick, is St. Pablo's on there. 
Saint yes. Pablo is on the updated Pablo thing. Yes. And I'm like, Saint Pablo might be one of my favorite songs. Saint Pablo is on my underrated top five. No. St. Pablo's in my real top five, but like it's an underrated song in my top five. You know what we got to do? White after dress this? too. White. Oh, Kanye Lucy's and the Good Fridays, man. The yeah. Good Fridays need their own album. Let's create a Spotify playlist and we'll put it on this yeah. Kanye Lucy's. Nah, just the top it is like way. It exists, <laughs> man. It exists. It has. Someone's to, right? got Christian Dior denim flow on there. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, dude, I feel like uh, we made it through this, and I think the friendship's still very much intact, yeah. right? Like, yeah. there's nothing. We're both reasonable people. I think so. I'd be willing to compromise, yeah. except I. The I, fantasy. I, I did fuck up with Life of Pablo. Yeah. I'm surprised Dropout is so low for you. You know what? I think it's just time in my life. It, yeah. I, I think I wasn't listening to College Dropout when it came out. I was more so... Because that came out at the same time as Get Rich or Die Trying, believe it or not. Yeah, it did. And I loved... I like this more than I like Get Rich or Die Trying. Really? So I'm the other way. I, li- the I like Get Rich or Die Trying. Yeah. But that's because I was like, oh, Kanye's weird. Like, who listens to that kind of music? Yeah. Man, I remember the first Kanye song and music video I saw Which was one? like All Falls Down. Oh, and it was yeah. him, it was like the point of view thing Give where it, like, yeah. he, like uh, who was it like Chris Milk directed it and like I was just recently reading about how they did it and it's so cool and like I, I at the time like I was like how are they doing that he's in the mirror he's how am I seeing his hands in the like what's going so on? So ahead of its time, it, man. And it matches. Yeah. So it's not like did they, like what's going on? You don't see the camera in the mirror and like how I was did at they my do friend's it? place. Oh, oh! I don't, it's green screen. It has it to be right, yeah. yeah. Um, but they like they explained it really well in the blog post. Um, what was the first Kanye song I ever listened to? I listened, so I heard a Kanye lyric before I heard a Kanye song. So the the lyric that I heard was mayonnaise colored Benz. I, I pushed, pushed miracle, miracle whips. whips. <laughs> now fourteen year old Hamza was like, yeah, right? Fourteen year old Hamza thought this was poetry, yeah. like, and it is. That is poetry. It is. It is. But I thought it was the most profound thing I've ever yeah. heard. And then <laughs> the video that I saw on the song that I heard was yeah. slow jams. Oh, got yeah, a white skin friend that looks like Michael Jackson. Yeah. With Twista. Yeah, Twista, yeah. You know what? I That actually might be the... Fr- I didn't see the video for that, but my friend uh, had... <laughs> Ramiz, again, had burned this, like, CD uh, or a mixtape that he, like... like I think he <laughs> sold it for, like, two or three days. CDRs. Like, he's, like, a hustler, man, Ramiz. <laughs> so he, and, like, a bunch of us bought it, and Slow Jams was on there, like, all of these, like... Like, um, like he had gin on there. Mm-hmm. Like, he had, like... Like Jin, Asian rapper Jin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, Shout yeah, out to Jin. 106 and Park, yeah. Yo, Jin is cool. <laughs> Jin is so zen yeah, now. Man. I love Jin. Yeah. I was watching, uh, I watched a lot of rap battles, man. I haven't seen Jin in a while, but yeah. I saw Iron Solomon after a long time. Remember that guy? No. Oh, man. Was this on 106? This like, is 106. So this is uh, actually, um, the. I forget what was there before, like, Smack URL and before King of the Dot. There was, like, another rap league, like a rap battle league. Oh, okay, cool. But that's how we saw Jin for the first time, okay. and I saw Iron Solomon on oh, 106 okay, and Park. Okay. Those rap battles, man. Yeah. What a time, bro. This could yeah. be a whole other podcast on just Kanye, man. We should I, do one on this. We should not brand it as like the ideas and action. I actually dude. already feel like we took up like a lot of productivity time. With I this. think so. I feel like but, there's like the two listeners yeah, left. Like, Yo! <laughs> and they're into it. But listen, if, if yeah. you abandon the podcast in the first half an hour to an hour, don't worry. Come right back into this. We got to say that at the beginning. I will. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll put I'll put a yeah. disclaimer. Like, if you want to skip all the Kanye talk, yeah. come right to this. Yeah. Let's go into, into the performance point aspect of this, which sure. is the part that I'm really 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 excited more so than the Kanye stuff to understand how it is that you manage and optimize your time energy and attention I've always looked yeah. up to you and the work that you've done with Wonder Show especially that you've made it past the five year mark because if you've yeah. made it here there's nothing stopping you from going to year 15 year 50 let's start with time so you've worked mm-hmm. I would say on a couple of different magnum opuses magnum op- opi opi, opi. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. You've published a book. People you've only built... have one magnum opus. But, I don't want this. I don't want but, this to be. But one. like as somebody who's a big fan of the book, limited edition book, I'm like, Thank this you, is man. beautiful. Like this is this is art. Somebody poured their life. Um, their time, their energy into producing this thing that's so good. I cannot wait for the next iteration of this. Then you've got articles that you've written that I've referenced time and again, even before Thank we you, met man. via 99U. And then you've that's built crazy. the business. How do you structure your time to build a magnum opus? Because um, there's a lot of people listening to this right now who are like, hey, I'm, I'm working on things that I'm, yeah. you know, but I haven't worked on the thing for <clears> myself <throat> yet. I haven't okay. written that book. I haven't built yeah. that business. Uh, if we're going to talk about the world according to Kanye, for example... So, one key point I would say is you can't do it alone. That book in particular, I just didn't have the design skill set to do it. So, I worked with the layout designer, um, and then I worked with a bunch of illustrators who are friends of mine from Western. Uh, you know, Sean, Crystal, Warren uh, were illustrating and Cornelia was doing the layouts, and then there's this, like, like illustrator that I'd worked with. I don't even know where he's from, this guy, Jerry. He's a super nice guy. And, and like, we, we, we put that book together ourselves, right? And then we, we shipped it out to printers, who also, that, that, like, took a long time. But, so I would say, that's a long-winded way of saying these are all, like, this is not all my input. Right? It's a collaborative effort. It's a very collaborative effort. And I actually think it could have been more collaborative. And like at the time, it was very much me like prod, product or project managing the whole thing, which was like weekly like meetings at like wherever. And then like it was my money that I would fund. Like so there wasn't that much complication with it. We weren't trying to make money with it either, which also helped. Right. Because yeah. there's no like weird like oh what's what's going on with this yeah. it's like everybody's name is going on this it's all coming out of my pocket though and like that's it i like that a lot man that's the philosophy with this podcast i'm like yeah. this is not a business this is not we're not trying to make money from this eventually we're going to try and cover some costs once the audience is at a place where i want it yeah. to be but i didn't want the pressure of treating it like a business i wanted it to be art so we could have fun with it and have the same sort of like chilling on a sunday just talking about it and yeah. i think that came through in the book man yeah. like there's several pages in that book where I'm like, whoa, this is just a lot of ink for not a lot of content. Mm -hmm. But thank you for doing that because it makes for a beautiful reading experience. It was an intentional right. choice. Thank you, man. I think we could, like, you know, if we were to work on a V2, we will work on a V2. I don't know how timely it's going to be. So many new quotes, by the way. <laughs> so many new quotes, dude. But also, like, you know, showing it to more people before we shipped it, getting mm -hmm. the prototype and showing it to, like, 10, 15 more people before we shipped it would have been a lot better. Um, and sitting down with them in person right. as they read it would be better, not just sending them the PDF. Um, like using a lot more visuals and going like like stripping down the written content and using a lot more visuals. Right. Using lyrics better, like stuff like that. Because right now it's just like quotes from uh, interviews and articles. Um, so your answer would be for anybody thinking about putting together their magnum opus is yeah, don't, sorry, don't, no, don't do it alone, yeah. basically. Yeah, don't do it alone. The best life hack is a team. Interesting. Yeah. Let me, I need I need a second to process that. Like yeah. as simple as that sounds, yeah. that's something that I wish I needed to hear. I, I something I wish me I too. heard before I started several projects in my life. The yeah. best life hack is a team. Right. And the other thing is, for anyone who thinks they don't have enough money, like go look at Hyperloop. Um, Hyperloop has a team of two hundred or something like that, and they all work for nothing. What? It's all equity in Hyperloop. Yeah. 
Hyperloop is yeah. all equity. I did not know that. Yeah. Some, oh, wait, 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 hold on. That might be like some portion of that might be fake news. But I know a large, not all of them, but a large chunk of them work for free. All and only for equity. This is an earmarked project. So they're all Tesla employees. They have their full-time jobs. And then they're working um, on the side project. That's Hyperloop? I'm not, I don't think they're all Tesla employees. I think Hyperloop is its own organization. There are actually two Hyperloops for a while. But the one I'm talking about um, is the one that, Elon Musk was like making a big hullabaloo about. Right. Um, and yeah, they, they, from what I read, I think it was in Wired or something, like a bunch of them work just without, without, a, without any cash compensation. And like you look at stuff like Mozilla or Wikipedia, like these are huge community efforts of people working because they buy into a mission, they buy into something bigger. So yeah, the money is nice. If you're building a business, you need money. But if you're just trying to build a movement, like, then you can get somebody bought in for their time if you give them something else. The best life hack is a team. No, you're absolutely right, man. Anytime that I've done anything worthwhile, there's always been more than one person involved in it. Like, even the book, I started as a solo endeavor, but by the end of it, there was so many different hands in it. Like, three editors were working on it. You know, somebody working on graphics, somebody helping out with marketing. We had three wonderful interns that were helping out. You're right, man. I mean, there's no way that... I mean, just think about a movie, a motion picture. When have yeah. you ever seen one name on a credit slide at the end of right. a movie? Like, it's the always been... The closest is 127 hours. And it's like a monologue, essentially, right? Basically. There's a beginning, there's an end. But, like, there, you're right. Like, it's like, it's too big. By... That's the other thing, too, is like, by design, a lot of occupations or, like, crafts are very collaborative. Right. Um... So for some people, they don't even, it doesn't even occur to them not to do it themselves, right? It's like, oh, I need like, I need this person, I need that person, I need that person, right? And they teach you that in school or they teach you that online or whatever. But like for, I think like for people in our, our industries or our crafts, like it's so tempting just to be like, oh, like I'll just write this on my own, right? But like, you know, you and me talking, I might get an idea from you that you just mentioned off in passing and I'll be like, wait, 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 what? Right. And that that can butterfly affect the whole thing. As a slight tangent to this, though, how do you resist the, the temptation to do everything yourself? Because I know that you yeah. have really high standards yeah. as far as quality is concerned I mean, yeah. and you give away pieces of the project for other people to work on. Like, how do you make how do you how do you how do you make peace with that? That somebody else is going to work on the thing that you know you can do better. You realize how shitty you are at it and how good they are <laughs> at it. And you're like, oh, my gosh, like, like Kanye and the drums. Right. Yeah. yeah. It <laughs> took me so long to do this like crappy thing and it took them so little time to do this so well it's unbelievable and it makes perfect sense because all the time i spend doing this thing they spend doing that thing basically yeah. it's so arrogant and egotistical to think oh i'm like i'm gonna be the best at this thing i can do this i can do that if you if you're talking about a standard of quality right, right? um and if you're if that's not the case then you just haven't found the right person yet so then this goes back to something that you said earlier, like lean into the two things that you find yourself in the top 25% yeah. of and just stick with that. Stay in your lane more or it's less. Hard, it's hard to be good at like a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. Like I find people who say they're good at a bunch of things aren't really that good at it. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't adequately they're measured. They're like average at best. Yeah. A lot of times less than that. Because there's a lot of like, a lot of it gets lost in this uh, thing called context switching, right? Which is perfect because that's yeah. the next question that I have for you. And you do a lot of context switching as an entrepreneur. Like you're switching yeah. gears all the time all from the time. meetings to proposals so annoying, to pitching. Yeah. How do you sustain your energy throughout um, all the context switching that happens in a day? Because I imagine by the time you're at the end of your workday, you're you're wiped, dude. Yeah. Uh, not all the time. Sometimes. Um, 
but there's stuff I do to to make sure that's not the case. But to your original point, so there's um I think we've both talked about this, the idea of theme days. Yes. Yeah. So like I think it was oh, I forgot who it was um, unimportant. Dorsey. Yeah. Dorsey did that with yeah. Square and Twitter. Right, right. So like basically the idea is you do one certain type of thing every day. So yeah. for him it was like I'll do Twitter marketing this day. I'll do Twitter product this day. I'll do Square thing this day. So for for me, for example, like Wednesday used to be sales day where I would like only like, proposals, yeah, like just, yeah. yeah, and meetings. Like now Wednesday is meeting day where That's like it. I do a lot of meetings. So yeah. so I got to change sales day to another day and whatever, right? Um, so so that's how I stay in in the zone. Really, I try to keep all my meetings like if I do them all my meetings in the afternoon so that in the morning there's like unbroken time. Yeah. And whether it's like I go to the gym or I do like two or three hours of work, like it's, it's, um, it's unbroken and I'm free to do as I like. I love that a lot, man. Yeah. Do you, do you try to schedule meetings in the morning or is that like no, no, no that's meeting like, period? That's the I, worst thing I don't even do, like right? doing phone calls with my friends in the morning. Oh, dude, I try here, not man. to, yeah, I try not to do that. Between the hours of five and one, just solo time, man. Like, 5 a.m.? 5 a.m., yeah, I'm yeah. sleeping until like, but what time do you what time do you go to sleep though? Uh, like eleven or twelve. Oh, so that, that it works out like yeah. we get the same amount of sleep more or less yeah. then, right? Yeah, I think it's just time shifted backwards or forwards. Yeah, the idea of like waking up super early is not for everyone, man. No, yeah. it, it's, it's like the quality of your yeah. sleep is the like thing to that follow rules. I want to talk about following rules in a sec. I got to run the bathroom. But oh yeah, yeah. I want to talk about following rules blindly in a sec. Do it. But the long the gist of it is people should not blindly follow any productivity rules ever. Because, like, huh. it's so, first of all, like, it's so, like, boxy and square. And it, it's like budgeting, right? It's like, yeah. oh, like, I read in a book to do this or this person does that, so I'm going to do that. But it's like if it works for you organically, you should try it. If it works, then you do it. If it does, if it's pulling teeth, you shouldn't do it. So right right before that, we were talking about energy and context switching yeah. and how you context switch throughout the, throughout the day. And uh, you start off on this rant about, like... <laughs> And it was like not motivational speech, stream of consciousness, <laughs> motivational stream of consciousness about why you shouldn't follow productivity rules. Yeah, which yeah. is so interesting because when you think back to our them. first guest, yeah. George Khalife, right? Shout out to George. George was very much about like you know a very structured approach yeah. to life, and there are yeah. rules to this. But yeah. you're saying something that's a little bit opposed to that, or very yeah. much opposed to that. Um, so I would say this. I think it's. I think. A, you need to figure out your structure yourself, so you shouldn't follow other. So me and you talking about Dorsey for is a good example, right? Like, we tried it and it worked for us, but if it doesn't work for somebody else, that's fine, mm-hmm. right? Um, you sh- like routines are really good, rituals are really good, but if you follow everything to the T, you're not going to open yourself up for like these other really interesting things to happen. And secondly, like, it's just so boring, right? Like, oh, I schedule Wednesday to be sales day, but I feel like doing this on Tuesday. Ooh, right? Oh, I'm not going to do it. Like, like, that's silly. You yeah. should do the things you want to do when you want to do it because it's so much easier and you save your willpower for all these other things that are harder to do later on in the day. And, like, like the other thing is, frankly, I'm, I'm not very good with my science on this yet, but I do want to dig into it more. I really think that there's some element of, like, when you do that, you're just letting self one take over, right? And so I'll go into this for a sec. Self one and self two. There's Everybody has two selves, right? There's this theory, thinking fast and slow is one 
manifestation of this theory. The inner game of tennis is another manifestation of this theory. But basically, there's like the rational, conscious, deliberate self, right? Self one, we'll call them. And then there's like the emotional, uh, intuitive self two, right? Um, and how this manifests itself is basically we always let self one, we believe in self one, Western society, Eastern society, modern society. We believe in self one, which is like, hey, let's talk it out. Let's let reason do all of the things and, and stuff like that. Right. Let's let's plan this out before we do it. And it's really good to a certain degree. Um, but when it's like tennis, right, like the I'm regurgitating this book because I've never done it myself play tennis that is table tennis I've played a lot and it's really true where like if you play any sport you're you miss a basketball shot right let's say and you're just so hard on yourself you're like oh like oh like I could have done that yeah like I always do this why like and, and you're so frustrated and then the next time you do it you're like I'm gonna like fix my hand so it's like this but when you like when you let self one do that it like it like messes something else up or like your hand doesn't even shoot properly because you're so into it and you completely mess it up, right? And so that's when things like self two are really good at. Self two is really good at these complex things, right? Like us walking and talking on the phone, imagine if we had to do that manually lifting like our feet everywhere we go. Mm. It's hectic. You would never hear what the person was saying. Exactly. You're so but, focused on right. the But movement. because we're letting self two drive essentially, like walk for us, we can listen to this with self one, right? So similarly, I think you got to let self to do a lot of like, I think the more stuff you let self to do and the more you trust it with the more like the more returns you're going to get out of life, whether that like we call it good luck. We call these things that we can't see and we don't know why we did it. We end, we call it good luck. But in reality, we had a reason we wanted to do it, we just can't articulate it and mm -hmm. it's not rational. You essentially invested in some skills and you did some things that you later benefited from. That like you've... that might be one way. I, I've meant it more as like a day-to-day -day schedule thing. Uh -huh. Like it's like, oh, like I really think today I should do this, right? And sometimes it's just on a whim, right? So sure, like you should have some set routine. So I still have routines, like right. morning, afternoon. But you're flexible. Right? Like, like you, you're, you allow yeah, yourself to change Because in the morning, I'm like, oh, like I don't have any deadlines I need to meet. And like, um, I'm like, I worked really hard last night or whatever. Right. So let's, let's, let's like try to do this. Right. And it's, it might still be work for somebody, but right. at least it's like work I was curious about. Right. See, that, that's scary. And I love that you can do that. For me, I know that if I don't have those routines in place, then yeah. I can easily slip into a state of disrepair and I can easily become lazy and yeah. off my game, right? Yeah. I've been sick for the last couple of days over here and I've actually enjoyed not going to the gym. I've enjoyed like oh, having yeah. a weird sleeping schedule, yeah. playing video games. Mm -hmm. I watched Us the other night. But do you mm. watch Us, by the way? Mm -mm. We'll talk about this after, man. <sighs> yeah, I don't think so, at least. Okay. Yeah. I, just, I got chills thinking about it. But you know, I spent all night just going on Reddit, reading all of these interpretations of the movie, sketching out the linear path of the movie and all that. Right. But I had a great time. Now I know if I keep this up, if I keep up this lifestyle, right. everything's going to fall by the wayside. Yeah. So I have to now force myself yeah. tomorrow, no matter what, to wake up and go to the gym. Because if I don't, I'm just one hairline fracture away from uh, yeah. a total, you know, dissolution of self. Well... The like, self one and self two will just give way to self yeah. three, which is just Well, in like... reality, it might be like a week of wasted time. Perhaps. Which does throw other things in disrepute. But like, I would not believe you if you told me like, that's the end of the world, right? Like, right. it's like, 
Yeah, but but if you did it, sure, the week is, sure, let's say, a tangible waste of time, right? You uh-huh. missed your speaking gigs. You hurt some relationships and stuff like sure. that. Sure. But, like, like, if you were... If you were writing a book and you were doing all these speaking gigs in the in the you know amidst all this stuff and you were just on a run for the book like you're like oh my gosh I don't know how Flow. each day I can only do ten pages today I can do fifty and then yesterday I did another fifty like I have speaking gigs tomorrow do I interrupt the speaking do, should I cancel it or not yeah. right and like like most people think hell no but like you know depending on the bag depending. sure yeah like. <laughs> like I I would say there's an argument to be made for you canceling it because it's like, dude, like this, this could save you like five days worth of work, mm-hmm. 10 days worth of work, 15 days worth of work. You don't even know if you can get this back and you don't know when this ends. So don't like, don't take it for granted. You find yourself in a real state of flow sometimes. And when you're in that state, just ride it out. Like I use the Pomodoro yeah. technique. So I use yeah, 25 minute yeah, chunks. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes 20. at the yeah. end of a 25 minute chunk, I'm like, hey man, I don't want to take this break. I want to push through it. Yeah. Like let's do another, let's yeah. stack another 25 on this. Yeah. So I I take the break always just to rest my eyes. Ah, like, yeah. I'm such look an away. old person thing to say. <laughs> I look away for a minute, but I don't, I always just look out the window. I don't yeah. look at anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I get back into it, and it's like I find it helps. Like it's like, you know, it's almost like, like I got a breath of fresh air, and now I can. I didn't really do anything. I just count. Like I just counted up to sixty. That's so it. I can like go back in, and I'm like, I'm fresh. Well, let's take this back. This is a perfect way to end this segment of the podcast. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about attention, right? So, yeah. your work necessitates looking at one particular thing yeah. and just giving it a creative push. And looking at something with a critical eye and really focusing on whatever it is. So let's right. say there's a writing project. You're putting together a white paper or you're putting together some standard operating procedures yeah. for your team or whatnot. Yeah. How do you sustain your focus on one task? Yeah. So every day I wake up and I write down like the three most important things I got to do. Three. Okay. And I, that doesn't mean I write it down. Sometimes I'm picking from a list already. Most times I am. Um, and it doesn't really matter if I get them all done. Although some people would argue that it does. For me, I'm like, eh. like the most important thing is that you ha- I have the direction. And that like when I'm distracted, I can like go back into the dock and it's like, oh, it's it's I'm not done this yet. I'm gonna and if I don't know where to start, I just start from the top. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can direct yourself, right? Uh, and and then um, the three things aren't necessarily like the they're the most important, but they're not the longest. So, like, you know, transcribing a document. Well, I probably wouldn't do that. But Rev. if it were Com, there, yeah. if it were there, like, it's a pretty hard thing to do. It's a pretty long thing to do. But yeah. it's not the hardest thing to do. You could yeah. do that, like, eating lunch. Sure. You Listen could, to music, you know, you watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you could do that. Like, yeah. So, you know, I would pick, like, sending a hard email, which takes 20 minutes oh, to write, does, maybe, man, or, yeah. or an hour to write. But, like, takes, like, the emotional, like, like... Like, so, it's so scary to send it. Yeah. I, I would put that on the list. And I would say that's more important than transcribing something else. So it's like, there's this article called, like, a to-do list by emotion or something um, on Medium somewhere. And what I got out of it, which is probably not exactly what the article's about, but was like, hey, you can categorize stuff based on, like, how scared you are of doing it hmm. and, like, how important it is and stuff like that. And then you just, you you, like, rank it based on that. 
So that's how like I was that eat the frog mentality, which yeah, is like yeah, first yeah. thing in the morning, yeah. your first task should be the most difficult, yeah. whatever that is, yeah. right? Some days. And then some, some days. other days I'm like, oh, I feel like doing this first. So okay, I'll do that first. Sometimes I use like answering my emails as a warm up to doing actual tasks. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll come back after yeah. like a you know lunch break and be like, okay, I need to get back into the flow of things. What is yeah. like a low priority task? Yeah. Let's well, just purge the inbox. Right? Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, man. I'm not great with email because there's just so much of it that comes in. Yeah. And I like... I'm probably a jerk for this, but it's or people think I'm a jerk for this, but it's like I like box email time like really tight. Same. And I spend most of it sending out like like outreach emails yep. or like whatever, right? So like proactive emails, not really reacting to other people. The consequence of that is like, oh, a lot of stuff gets not responded to. So but if you follow up with me two or three times, I'll get to it. For sure. Like, oh, like it's a priority is bumped I up. I didn't, yeah. yeah. But you know, and that's the attitude I take with a lot of people as well, right? If I, I'm busy following up with a lot of people, I'm busy like trying yeah. to move things forward to send this out, send that out. I'm so, pretty good at also now sending closed emails, which is like I never ask questions in emails. It'll never be like, hey, when's a good time yeah. for you to meet? It's like, hey, these are three times that I'm free. Pick one. If this doesn't work for you, then let me know yeah. if another time I'll move my schedule around. Yeah. Like every email yeah. is definitive. There's no need yeah. to respond you to multiple it. Multiple choice it. E- yeah. Exactly that. Multiple yeah. choice emails, man. Yeah. Boom. I feel like I've gotten a little bit of a better glimpse into how it is that you structure your time, energy, yeah. and attention. I'm sure we're going to have multiple conversations about this over time. Like, this is not the so. first and last time yeah. we're going to be on this podcast. There's going to be many more Kanye albums to come and many more <laughs> conversations to have. Dear reader. Dear reader. Um, with that being said, man, let's transition into the last round over here, the rapid fire round. So I have okay, 10 cool. handpicked questions for you. Okay. The trick is you got to answer with the Without first thinking. thing that comes to yeah. mind. You're ready for it, Mr. Yeah. Louis. Boom. Okay. Rapid fire question number one. What's the last book you read? Um, the Man Who Loved China. By? Simon Winchester. Oh, interesting. What made you pick that one up? It's about this British uh, physicist, Joseph Needham. Oh, I don't know if he was a physicist. He was a scientist <laughs> who studied at Cambridge. And during the the Second World War, uh, he he got a chance to go to China. And he, he went and, and he like uncovered a lot of interesting artifacts and like 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 relationships and scholastic achievements mm-hmm. that that like uh the ancient Chinese kingdom had wow. done. Um I just realized that's not the last book I read, but that's the Well what was the last book you read? The last book I read was this fiction book called The Legends of the Condor Heroes and it's so good. It like the this guy, Jin Young I don't only read chi- books featuring yeah, China. Yeah, there's like a pattern but, here. <laughs> yeah. well, recently, I've just been going around China. <laughs> no, go for it, bro. But uh, he, he, they call him like the Chinese, like, uh, or they call this series of books the Chinese Lord of the Rings, and it's like so good. Wow, Legends like of modern the Condor. Trans, yeah, modern translations are like fire. Yo, man, Jack Ma, get Alibaba to sponsor that, man. Turn oh that into gosh, a movie, man. I wish. I wish. Could turn into a they movie gotta, series. So the problem is they're translating one a year. <sighs> and, like, I just realized I just read the recent one. That was, like, done every Chinese New Year. So it was just done recently. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I got to wait another year to do this. So, you know. Right on. Something to look forward to. Very interesting. Number two, what's the one and only text you would send to Kanye? If you had one text message? If you had, in your life, you have one text that he's going to read, what, what, what would be in that text? Oh, just thank you. That's it. Just yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, like, all your work. <laughs> I'd probably say the same. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Who is a mentor that changed your life? Um, Ray O'Kane. Who's that? Ray, Raymond O'Kane. Raymond is O'Kane. Like, uh, he's, 
how would one describe Ray? He's like, um, he's this guy who moved from Ireland to Canada like a, f- a couple of decades ago. And, uh, and he worked at the bank for a really long time. He worked at BMO for a really long time. And then um, he recently, uh, he, he'd invested in a bunch of companies and now he's like essentially like a senior advisor. Or yeah. like a, I think he might, I'm sorry, Ray. I, I don't know your <laughs> formal job title over at Moto Insight, but he's 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 uh, helping lead Moto Insight right now. And then he just like gave you gave you yeah a we game. kick it like we, uh, I met him through. Do you know Impact like? Uh, like Impact uh, Impact Theory. No no. Tom, um, there's this like uh, entrepreneurship group, like like uh, when I was in college called Impact. Don't remember that. So I I met, I think I met Ray through uh, Impact. It was wow. like doing a magazine for Impact at the time. And we chatted, and then there's we had a bunch of mutual friends, uh, and so you know we just we just kept uh, kept in touch, and and then gradually you know we started talking business. He, he would advise me on like career decisions, sort of things. Look yeah. at that, no idea. Life, my life mentor, decisions. let yeah. my story begin. Way to yeah. go, man. <laughs> Ray O'Kane, my Ray O'Kane. <laughs> let the story begin. begin. Boom. Yeah. What's the most important soft skill someone can develop? Um. Hmm. Communication. Communication. What's the most important thing you have in your wallet right now? Or the most interesting thing, sorry. Uh, let me have a look. Yo, you know man, you what? You got a padded wallet too, man. Holy. It's a big wallet. Um, shout out to Zipcar, eh? Yeah. Maybe the rec room. Maybe the rec room. You have a rec room card in there, I, eh? Yeah, a rec room How card. How many points you got in there? Um, Not a lot left, <laughs> no. There's, uh, yeah, some more personal items in there as well. Um, and your plastic game is at an all-time maybe high. Maybe this Tim Hortons it. rewards card. Hey. <laughs> really good. Sorry, I, I dawdled on that question. No, that's fine. The most interesting yeah. you have in there is uh, just a lot of plastic. Yeah, a lot and, of plastic. And the rec room, man. Yeah. I went to Dave & Buster's recently. Yeah. I had a hell of a time there, man. Holy it's an shit. underrated, underrated place. It really though. is, man. Except the Jurassic Park VR was down. I was bummed about that. Yo, I can't do VR, man. I get really? so motion sick. Damn. Quack, weren't you at a VR place recently? We got to oh, talk. Yeah, I, I coordinate VR Lose VR videos, yeah. oh, oh shit, shit. man! Wow. Cool, yeah. Twenty-five percent in like ten different things, man. That's the, there we here go. we go, man. There we go. What is your favorite childhood TV show? Smart guy. Smart guy. Why is Herbert Louis sometimes misunderstood? I don't know what I'm misunderstood about. If people misunderstand me, I don't. Think I don't. They do. You know what? Here's the thing. Here's something that'll shock everyone. No, actually, I was going to say, like, I have not listened to Kanye West in a while. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. People, people are like, oh, he only listens to Kanye, Kanye West. Yeah. Like, I listen to other things, too, but Kanye just happens to be yeah, it's been a the hot best for me musician too. of all time. So mm-hmm. how, why would I choose not to listen to him? But and, and on that note, what's the best thing about being Herbert Louis? Oh, where do I start? <laughs> um, I am a god. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best thing about being me? Uh, I don't have that much bullshit in my life that hmm. I have to deal with. And I that's like an active effort. You know what? That might be misunderstand the misunderstood thing, too. That you're too zen. I, I, oh, I appreciate that. I think I'm a little wild sometimes. But I would say, like... Um, like, I don't do that many things, like, outside of the things I want to do. And, like, 
Like, if I don't feel like doing something, I just won't do it. So it was like, oh, like, 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 missed birthday party or whatever, right? It's like, yo, it's not that I don't like you. It's just that, like, I had nothing I wanted to do or, like, yeah. I didn't really want to go get drunk that night. Yeah, fair enough, man. So, so there's, like, stuff like that. And so I've, I've, um, I'm self, I'm incredibly selfish with my time. As you should it's be. Probably. As you should be, though. And I try to protect it as aggressively as possible. Because yeah, there's no shortage of forces out there that are trying to take your time away from yeah. you. Yeah, and you need time for yourself, and you need time to explore. Like, you need time for luck. Mm. Like, the best things that have happened to me sometimes, like... Time for luck. ...are not... Like, I didn't even conceive of it happening. And it's just you, you allow it to happen. That's my theory on some things now. It's like... You don't make it happen. You allow it to happen. There is something to that, right? Yeah. Like time for luck. Uh, I call it time for being bored. So what, back when we were writing yeah. for 99U, yeah, exactly. a lot of what Scott Belsky wrote about, Belsky, I keep on getting it wrong, Belksy, Belsky, I don't Belsky. remember, Belsky. Yeah. A lot of what I was thinking about towards the end of my time writing for them was intentional boredom, like actually getting yeah. bored, doing yeah. nothing right. so that you can have those moments of serendipity where you're like, yeah. hmm, I noticed two things that I've never yeah. noticed before. Right. And the an extension of that is like, clear time in your calendar you block it off so that people don't you know, book whatever. you in yeah but, but you know it's your time yeah or you block it off so you know that it you, you know that you had something like important to do and that important thing was nothing exactly right? like it's like you know i want to check out these stores i want to go i want to have time to do that i never have time to do this you say right yeah but it's only because you didn't make you it. you didn't make it and so like it's like reclaiming that some a lot of that time like how is I know friends who go out for dinner every night with other friends and they have other plans. And I'm like, I used to be like pretty extreme on that end too. And I'm like, how do you, I don't know how you do it. Like, how do you get anything else done? Yeah. <laughs> like, how, They've made that a priority yeah. for themselves. And meanwhile, right? like, I'll, like, oh, I didn't get like my resume and I'm trying to get a new job. I don't have time to do that. It's like, oh, like, well, mm-hmm. but you don't want like, again, like I, I would probably be the type to point that out, but it's like, oh, like, that's not a very nice thing to point out to people. I so, hear you, man. Yeah. Second last question. If you're flicking through the channels and you see this movie on TV. Rush Hour 2. That's the one you're going to watch no matter what. Yeah. Rush Hour 2. Okay. Yeah. I love how you knew the the yeah. question even before I finished it. Well, because it. it's happened like oh, yeah. 30 times. I think for me it's Goodfellas, man. Goodfellas, Yo, I see I've Goodfellas. I've never seen Goodfellas on, on cable before. It sometimes comes on like these obscure channel 455 okay, or some shit. Well, you know? <laughs> scrolling I just do Rush Hour on TBS a long time ago. Rush Hour is a classic. Yeah, I need Rush to go back too. to it. And they're making another one too right now, right? Rush oh, Hour 4 is coming I out. I hope they don't mess it up. Uh, Rush Hour see. 3 is like a blow to the <laughs> yeah, franchise. Why'd you do that? <laughs> yeah, it's like we didn't, it does not exist. No, to me. it's not canon. Last question, man. You have bestowed us with so many gems over here. You've given us such great advice, but what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received, Herbert? Um... Hmm. I don't know that there was. Uh, you know what? Oh, there's so many now. They just. You're right, cause you can't think of it. But the problem is, the first answer you get might not be the best answer. You know what? Give us one, and let's and so, just keep ex- yeah. keep exploring yeah, this, yeah. man. I like that. Um, you know what? That might be one. It's like uh, my friend Roble, who works at Shopify. Jama, Roble, Jama, Shout out to Roble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tiny yeah. Hearts. You know Roble, yeah. So at the time, he was doing Tiny Hearts, and he had this phrase that we came up with, or we stole, I can't remember, <laughs> for a blog post called Think With Your Hands. Um, I think that's a really, really important idea. Uh, we don't do all the thinking with our brains. We do, like, like, you can't just live from the neck up. Right. Like you got to Like you have a body, you have hands and like you can walk around or like, you know, you you have all these other things you can do. Right. So. So like, why not go do them instead of like trying to solve something in your head or like trying to 
like st- gets like if you're stuck in there, staying in there doesn't get you out. And I think that's like a thing is like you real you might not know the answer right now, and you might not like have like a super super clear vision. But even a slow hunch, or even just knowing whether you like something or not, is already like good enough. Boom, Herbert Louis, man. We did it. This is the longest episode we've ever done. This is Thanks, nearly dude. two I, hours, man. Thanks. I feel like most of it was Kanye talk. But you so. know what? I'm happy we did it. We're not going to cut it. We're just going to give the audience yeah. a heads up that if you want to get to the good stuff as far as productivity is concerned, yeah. skip to the halfway mark. But if, <laughs> if, <laughs> we say it at the end, too. It's like, yeah, so we said it throughout. We said it throughout. But like, if, 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 if you're a fan of hip hop, but if, also if you want to get deeper insights into like how Hamza became Hamza, how Herbert became Herbert, yeah. right? And even if you've been listening to Kwaku, like chime in there, yeah. like they, Kanye has influenced more people than you care to admit. Yeah. You know what's really good about that is I like the way you used, like the gift is an artifact, right? Yeah. It's like it's like this thing and then it helps kick off the conversation. Um, like Nardwar does it. I think like telling our stories through this stuff is also very interesting. But we, we got nerded out. We nerded we, out. We got carried we away for sure. <laughs> yeah, we geeked out pretty hard. I'm Any glad that we did listening though, man. to this will love it. You know what? There's these podcasts called like Watching the Throne and like really? stuff like that. How have I yeah. missed this? Oh man, there was one called um, Dis... Oh, I forget. It has this, to be, right? This one where he... This guy dissects um, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Dissect! Dissect! That's what it's called. It's so good. And he, I think he ended up getting sponsored by Spotify. Um, Dissect, done. Crazy podcast. Uh, but anyway, we're more like watching the throne where it's two guys like geeking out. I'm going to have to check invite, it out, man. Like, they invite random you know, like Kanye fans on. I hope to get invited one day. Dude, man, you know what? It's so funny. If when, I do, you'll, you'll get invited too. When, when, when I was putting together the concept for this, like I was thinking about like who would be the perfect co-host for this, and your name kept on coming up time and again, time and again, time and Thank again. You, I'm like, it's going to be impossible for us to line up our schedules and coordinate this, but... Dude, if there's ever an opportunity in the future for us to just the two of us sit over here, kick it, it bring on a third guest, and then we both kind of wash yeah. the throne tag team on that guest, I think I think we'd have a great time, man. Yeah, I think and so I think too, we're a couple of degrees of separation away from Kanye. I think you've in the past. I think you've met Virgil before. No, no, hold that on. is a reach, yo. He like we were like in doors length of each other <sighs> one time where he held like he like he didn't even hold the door like he like backhand like. Was like, oh, someone's coming in behind me. No. I'll just, I'll just like, let him know. Okay, so maybe two degrees of separation, because you, yeah, you name dropped casually right before this. Post Malone did an interview with him a while back. Oh. You've worked with Ryan Leslie extensively yeah. as well. Yeah. So, so you know somebody who has Kanye's phone number? Just saying. Yeah, yeah. There's like Kanye's email is like floating out there on the internet. Actually. Yeah. But I can never, to your point about the text, it's like, I can never think of what I would say other than thank you. That would I can't be... be like, come work with me on a book. Like, no. It's like, that's... I'm I'm a little far off from that still. I don't, I don't even think that could be an interview. We just have to give him the mic and be like, "So Kanye, what do you want to say?" And then just sit back and yeah. <laughs> just or like throw keywords at him so that he just like that's it prompts right. It's prompts. Yeah, brother. On that final note over here, any other projects you have? Any initiatives coming up? Any place that you want people to check out? Um, no, not really. I would say like a lot of my writing we talked about earlier is floating online, mm-hmm. so you can see that on Medium. Um, and your website as well. My website as well. The URL is? The URL is Herbert, H-E-R-B-E-R-T, L-U-I, dot net. Mm-hmm. Um, sign up for my mailing list. Yep. I got some I got some book suggestions and stuff. But I'm Boom. working on something that's different from that. I feel like like Ryan Holiday's reading recommendations are so good. And I'm like, I want to make something like that. But it's like you got you to gotta do you. So you, like right now I'm parody, parodying Ryan Sting. 
not and, parodying like parodying. Oh, well like like i i took the concept yeah. and yeah emulated it but now i want to be like oh cool like let's start from somewhere even further back like uh-huh. is it like just quotes is it like a different angle um is it bringing someone in every like kind of like you like every every month it's like different person um so thinking about ways other ways of like uniting people who really like books and also of expressing um my own my own reading recommendations and stuff like that. Boom. And where can people follow your adventures online? What kind of social media? Can I don't they do you on? social that much. I yeah, you kind of you kind of fallen back a little bit. Yeah. That time. Um, but where might you drop the next update on on Herbert's life? My mailing list. All right. Or so maybe mailing Twitter. list it is. Twitter and Twitter. Twitter okay. is close. Twitter is close. And you're fresh herbs on Twitter. No, I'm fresh herbs on Insta, on but Insta. I don't really use it. So I'm Herbert Loy on Twitter. Last question: Why is the intentional choice to pull back from social? I don't. I'm, I, I don't hate yeah, the decision. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually yeah. secretly in support of it. But yeah. what made you what So made you it choose? goes back to what I said about no BS, right? It's like I, I, um, it started a while back when I was just, I, I was like really frustrated one day and like I procrastinated and like it just felt, procrastination just feels like so garbage, right? It's like you ate a bunch of junk food. Yeah. Right. And it was because of Facebook. And so I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to create this really simple rule. I don't check Facebook until six. That's it. I don't log in until six. And so throughout the years that's evolved, I don't even check Facebook that much anymore. When I do, I, I have this plugin on Chrome called Kill Newsfeed. And so it just kills the newsfeed. It's just blank. You only what? see the sidebars. You see the birthdays, you see events, you see like your apps and stuff. And then I use Messenger a lot more of those. So you have so to they, actively they seek people out? Yeah. It's a very much a pull. Right. So here's the thing. I choose to pull a lot and I don't get any push. Like I try to opt I out of as many as it. much push as possible. I love it. So like on my phone, like you'll see here, like on my phone, like it's like, like I have um, I have like five icons on here. Right? Amazing, five. that's the way to do it. I, I don't want to get hacked, but... dude. I've gotten zero notifications. Yeah. I don't, zero notifications on anything right now. I don't get notifications on my email either. That's what I'm it's saying. It's an active push. It's yeah. like I have to seek this out. Yeah. It's not going to tell me when to check it. Right, and then with apps, you just type it in the search bar. Yeah, You're just right. So. And so, there's a period of like compulsion where you're like, what's happening on Instagram? What's happening on Twitter? Yeah. But that goes away after like 30 days or 60 days. Yeah. Way to go, man. Yeah. I like that. That hard and fast rule. Do you do that for all social media now? Just Facebook? Everything. I try Facebook, to Facebook, Twitter, for... Instagram. WhatsApp is the only thing that I get like buzzed on. Here's the shitty thing about that. So I tried a very hard and fast rule like that and yeah. directly impacted the business. Like when I start posting actively on Instagram, right. the leads started to drop and I'm right. like, oh. So you know what? That actually makes perfect sense because I don't get that many inbound leads. And I'm like, oh, like why do I not get inbound leads? Because you're not your, where the people are. Right. Yeah. But to your point, it's like, I the most recent ones I got was after posting this, like, uh, this article series on Slack um, on Medium. And I felt really proud of doing that because, like, I got a, a little bit better at what I do. But people actually were like, this is crazy. And then not people I knew, but randoms would email me. Not mm-hmm. randoms. That sounds kind of No, random that's fine. Random people, people the blue, on the internet yeah. who don't know me would email me and be like, hey, can we? Can you consult? Can we do business together? I'm like, yeah. oh, this is the thing. Like, so there is a happy medium between all this stuff. For sure. I haven't found my medium. Like, I'm not really good with photos. I also, like... I can get so sucked into LinkedIn and Insta that I try not. LinkedIn is getting me right now. I always right. log out. Um, Reddit is getting me. Yeah. 
So, well, you know what, brother? I mean, let's end on this note over here. These are all just things that are coming and going, man. They're gimmicks. They're other communication channels. The beauty is that you found the business model that is scalable, repeatable, and you've done it for five years and you've made a full-time living. Man, I'm sure the next time we meet, there's going to be another milestone that you're going to hit. No doubt about that, man. But that's okay, too, if there isn't, right? It's just like you go at your own pace. You, To your point, it didn't always start out like that. And we were like getting there, repeatable, getting there, right? It took five years. Mm -hmm. So the other thing is like, if, like, um, if it doesn't happen like in a year, like that's okay. That's okay. Perfectly. I'm like, I'm sure you've had some moments in the business where you've been like, this is it. Let's pack it up. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. But you stuck through it, man. You yeah. persisted. Now here you are, man. Yeah. Fresh herbs, Herbert Louis, man. We did it. Thank you, brother. This Thank has been an absolute me. pleasure. This is a lot of fun. We're going to do this again. Listeners, so. fans, community, everyone out there, thank you so much for tuning in. Really, really appreciate this. We'll see you again next week. We're out.